0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1896, Why a $35,000 Wedding is a Dumb Idea, by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our weekly bonus episodes here on ORD. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and this week I'll be sharing a previously aired episode from our finance show, Optimal Finance Daily, that I think you'll find has some nice crossover as it discusses the logistics and holistics, if that's a word, of planning your wedding. So here is OFD host Diana with the article and her commentary as we optimize your life. Why a $35,000 wedding is a dumb idea by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. I'm at a wedding in Milwaukee and everyone is happy. Because when you throw enough money and alcohol at something, of course it's going to be an extraordinary day. But having an expensive wedding doesn't mean you're gonna have a happy marriage. That's what I'm learning from watching the documentary, 112 Weddings. You should watch it because it's really good. Now, I'm not here to tell you how to have a happy marriage because I'm not married. So if you wanna know how to have a happy marriage, check out the following articles. Happily Ever After at theatlantic.com and Relationship Advice at markmanson.com. If you wanna know why having an expensive wedding is a dumb idea, keep listening. Okay, you probably know most couples are spending $35,000 on their wedding. Sure, some spend more and some spend less, but I think we can both agree that weddings are expensive. And I know from having two married sisters, they're also stressful and time-consuming too. Here's where you tell me not every decision in life is some cost-benefit analysis and that having a wedding is certainly one of those times. The ceremony, the dress, the cake, it's tradition, and it's how it's always been. But I'm going to tell you that's not true. Vicki Howard, a professor at University of Essex, says that in the 1850s, weddings were pretty informal. Usually they were at someone's house or a barn raising. And the dress? Most women wore a practical color dress so they could reuse it. It wasn't until Queen Victoria wore a white dress that it became a status symbol. The same is true about the cake. White sugar was so expensive that by having a white cake, you were signaling you had money. This is when everyone started copying wealthy people's weddings and the wedding industry was born. Yes, I'm spending a lot of time researching all this because it's fascinating. So modern day weddings aren't tradition anymore. Instead, weddings are a $300 billion industry created by decades of sophisticated advertising and marketing campaigns complete with china, silver, crystal, and that KitchenAid mixer you never use. You know the one. This is why when you're planning your wedding and complaining about the venue's $2 per guest cake cutting fee or their $10,000 food and drink minimum, you won't get very far. The venue's DJs and photographers will simply say it's standard and knowingly charge you more. I don't really blame them. Okay, so what are your options? I think there are only two logical ones. One, be realistic. If you have $35,000 in your bank account, then have a $35,000 wedding. I'm not gonna judge you. The problem is that most people don't have $35,000 in their bank account. So they start out saying they want a small, simple wedding and then little by little spend way more than they plan to end up with wedding debt like 36% of couples. This is according to an article on marketwatch.com about wedding debt. So here's what I want you to do if you're getting married or planning to someday. Sit down for 10 minutes and figure out where the money is going to come from. It's easy to put this off saying, maybe my parents will pay for it or I'll worry about it when I'm engaged or my wedding really will be different. A wedding will probably be one of the biggest expenses of your life, which means you need to do the math, just like if you're buying a house because if you're not saving for it right now, you're not going to have the money for it later. Map out how much you need to save and then set up automation to start saving that amount. Number two, plan it like a funeral. I love reading stories about couples that spend $30,000 on wedding flowers and email the florist 250 times with requests for getting the arrangement just right so they match the tones of the room. I'm thinking, Are they more in love with each other or the idea of a wedding? And how nuts are you to send 250 emails to your florist? I recently read a New York Times article about a couple who plan their entire wedding in five days like you would a funeral. I like that because when you're only giving yourself five days to plan a wedding, you're only spending on the necessities. And when you're only spending on the necessities, you're not going to spend much. Their total cost, $4,500. Here's the thing though, it doesn't matter if you're spending 4,500 or 35,000 or 110 million, having an expensive wedding doesn't guarantee you're going to have a happy marriage. How do I know this? An article titled The Divorce Proof Marriage from theatlantic.com describes a study that found that the more you spend, the more likely you're going to get divorced, which means by spending nothing, you have the best chance your marriage will last. And we know the only way to spend nothing is to elope. You just listened to the post titled, Why a $35,000 Wedding is a Dumb Idea by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Wow, what a timely article for me today. My boyfriend and I are actually talking about getting married eventually, but we're much more interested right now in buying a house together. I think the reason is because we're committed to each other and already decided that we're in it for the long haul. So if we get married tomorrow or 10 years from now, the piece of paper doesn't really change our level of commitment. What's interesting to me in reading this article is realizing that in all of our conversations about marriage and our future, the actual wedding hasn't come up much. I think for us, the wedding is the least important part and we don't plan to spend much money on it. What's probably going to be more expensive than the wedding will be the prenup. While the word prenup tends to rub people the wrong way, I just don't see how you can talk about marriage on a podcast about money without addressing the elephant in the room. In my opinion, if you own any assets, Discussing the prenup should be a part of any discussion about marriage. And it's not because I'm planning to get divorced. As I mentioned, I'm very committed to my Midwestern gentleman. It's simply an insurance policy because 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I'm sure none of those people planned on getting divorced when they decided to get married. When you buy your car insurance, is it because you're intending to get into a car accident? Of course not. But if you did get in an accident, you'd be glad you have car insurance. This is exactly how I look at prenups. While I don't look at my wedding day as the most important day of my life, I do believe that the person I choose to marry is the single most important decision of my life. This is the person I'm going to spend the most time with, who I'm going to make big decisions with, who I'm committing to support through thick and thin and vice versa. And the people we choose to surround ourselves with have the biggest impact on our energy and happiness so you better believe I take the decision to get married very seriously. But the wedding? Whatever. And that'll do it for today. Have a great day and start to your weekend. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back here tomorrow where optimal life awaits.